electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, in a town that makes its money off make-believe, Tracy Hutsona blends in well, dangerously well. Tracy comes across as a former model, actress, up-and-coming entrepreneur. She's married to an ex-football player. She was fun, very sexy. We learn all about her from her YouTube show. It's called Homeless Millionaires. As the owner of a concierge company, she promises clients the good life that only she can access. They would film in big houses, in fancy cars, on vacations. With Ritz-Carlton and Grand Cayman. She has the best gig in the world. So it's a little strange when she wants a job being an assistant. Wow, like I've got this great person that's so overqualified. But it's not the assistant role that Tracy wants. Not when she can make so much more being a stunt double. It was very important for her to think that we were very alike. And you won't believe the stunt she pulls off. She was very good at trying to mimic a lot of Jumana's life. She was me. It's not the first time she's been charged with identity theft. Tracy had a very long criminal history. The more we investigated, the more we learned about other victims. Not the first time she's fooled people's hearts. I found out that Tracy was leading a double life. So many things that never took place, all made up. But when she zeroes in on a millionaire single mom, I found out she'd been funneling all that money from the college fund. She hits the jackpot of her life worth millions. She worms her way into your life, and then she steals everything that you have. On Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills, a business owner and aspiring YouTube star named Tracy Hutsona is off to a photo shoot for a glossy magazine spread on women entrepreneurs. We're seeing Tracy at the top of her game. And the game she's playing is criminal. So we are at Peter Marco in Beverly Hills. Much of what we know about Tracy comes from her self-produced YouTube show called Homeless Millionaires. It's the kind of reality TV she's always been glued to, namely her own sense of reality. It follows Tracy and her husband, ex-football pro named Daryl Hutzona, living their extravagant lifestyle for all to see and admire. 
we're living like a millionaire. Right. We're living like our billionaire clients. Right. But, but you're working. But we're working. But you're always we're working. We're working, always. And you're living your work. 20, we live it. The show is based on her day-to-day -day work in running a concierge company with her husband called Elite Lux Light. She says her connections give clients access to a world of luxury and exclusivity. From beachfront rentals to exotic cars, from private jets to sold-out concert suites, as this episode of Homeless Millionaires reveals. But Tracy's reality TV is just another true crime show. In New York City, two financial investigators are scouring every frame of homeless millionaires. And they're not the least bit impressed with Tracy's swaggy life. Quite the opposite. They believe it's proof of massive bank fraud and identity theft. They've been hired by an accountant who says Tracy has scammed millions from his high-profile clients and homeless millionaires might provide evidence of where the money went. He called us and said, I think that there's a, a large-scale internal theft going on. Can you guys look at it? Julie Schwartz, a former assistant district attorney, is one of the investigators. Her partner, Sarah Nasir, is a forensic accountant. You're not just looking at numbers. You're trying to get into the mind of the embezzler. They dive deeper into Tracy's life, listening to every word in Homeless Millionaires, tracking where Tracy was, what she enjoyed, and who she involved. She has a Facebook account. She has an Instagram account. She's pretty active on both. That's useful information in connecting the financial transactions to her lifestyle. We ran her criminal background, and we knew right away that we had a convicted felon. I mean, it wasn't just one arrest. She's been doing this for years. In fact, Tracy was released from prison just five years earlier, convicted for identity theft, tax evasion, and wire fraud. Tracy comes across as a professional, former model, actress, social media brander. She's really just a thief. Using the victim's credit card bills and financial statements as roadmaps, the investigators have her dead to rights. She said she was in New York and Chicago. Going to the airport. And then we would see charges for a restaurant in New York or plane travel or, or something. So then we could connect that to Tracy. She was in Miami before she went on a cruise. I was able to see credit card charges in Miami at the same time. We're going to eat at Prime 112. Our favorite spot in Miami. Favorite spot in Miami. She spent money on everything from Amazon Prime Video to shoes, jewelry, luxury vacations for her, her family. All paid for, according to these investigators, by the credit cards and bank accounts of a victim who trusted Tracy, brought her into her home, treated her like family. She worms her way into your life, and then she steals everything that you have. 
I have come across other serial con artists, and it's a high. Once you do it once, and you get away with it, and you continue doing it over and over again because you can. And it's worse because she does it to people that she allegedly cares about. In 2015, actress and TV personality Jumana Kidd moves her family from the East Coast to Calabasas, a wealthy suburb of Los Angeles. When my ex-husband moved out of the area, we decided that it was time to move. I asked the kids, everybody was on board. Her ex-husband is NBA star Jason Kidd, who was playing for the New Jersey Nets during their marriage. Their messy divorce would finalize in 2007. And then, seven years later, another challenge for Jumana. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. We made the move out here, but I did have to do radiation and some other treatments, and, and they were extremely exhausting. So being that my kids didn't have driver's license, you know, they were just, you know, in a brand new place, I thought, okay, I need an assistant. It was almost like a glorified nanny. That's when a friend recommends someone she's worked with before, a businesswoman who knows her way around celebrity clients, Tracy Hutsona. Business-minded, accomplished woman, spoke two languages. But I was like, you're way too qualified for what I need. Jumana has no reason to question Tracy's eye-catching resume, and it would be a few more years until one reporter does. The, the product that you present to the world, there's no requirement that it have any basis in reality. And I think a story like Tracy's is really emblematic of that. Gabrielle Bluestone starts to look into Tracy's past for the New York Times in 2021. She did claim that she graduated from the University of Tokyo. There are no records to show that. Privacy laws in Japan are pretty tight, but she did tell the judge under oath that she had only completed some college, so it appears that her claims of a degree are false. And then there's her acting credits. If you look at her IMDb page, she claimed that she had a recurring role on the show Weeds, as well as a few other productions. How much of that is true is really unclear. What is clear from Bluestone's reporting is how dangerous Tracy is. Tracy Hudsona is a very glamorous, personable serial con artist. She had such a long criminal history that Jumana knew nothing about. But Jumana doesn't background check Tracy. That's because Tracy is one step ahead of her in what will become the first misstep from Jumana. Like before we even got to the hiring process, she brought it up as if it was a favor and a win. This could be so easy, being that I have a concierge service, you could just hire my company. For Germana, the setup seems ideal. Paying a simple fee to Tracy's company rather than hiring her as an employee. She didn't have to give her social security number or any of her personal information. I did run it by my financial team and no one saw a problem with it. Tracy is very good at gaining people's trust, blending in, and then taking all the money. For the price of just a couple thousand dollars a month, Jumana Kidd hires Tracy Hutsona to be her assistant in October 2015. But Jumana doesn't know about Tracy's criminal past. 
I honestly thought I was winning. I was like, wow, like I've got this great person that's just so worldly and so, you know, who's overqualified. At her new job, Tracy shines from the beginning. And another good sign, Jomana's children start to like Tracy. In fact, in one episode of Tracy's YouTube show, Homeless Millionaires, one of Jumana's twin daughters says Tracy is family. My second mom. She became like my husband. She was like the other person who cared a lot about my kids. That's where she really started to play a role in my life. Tracy lands the role of second parent, but not quite as Jumana's new friend. She was 100% trying to be friends. I never felt like she was someone that I wanted to call on if I had a problem or wanted to hang out with or be around. The boundaries of their relationship are put to the test when Tracy invites Jumana to Las Vegas for her bachelorette weekend. She invited me and I kind of felt like, you know what, I'm just gonna go out for a day and be nice. She had this like gorgeous suite, like a Caesar's Palace, five bedroom. I like tried to stay out of the way. And I remember like, I was like, I'll sleep on the couch, I'm just here for a night, don't worry about me, you know. That's Tracy wearing white, of course, and Jumana trying gamely to smile with the squad. At night, Tracy and her friends light up the town. Cocktails flow in every color of the rainbow. Jumana starts to feel a little bad that Tracy is paying for it all. I remember the next morning I was like, feeling a little guilty because I'm like, I just kind of came and then I'm going to leave. So I'm like, let me just take you guys all out to breakfast. It's like the least I can do, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. Tracy showers Jumana with flattery. Like in this episode of Homeless Millionaires. She's actually stopped. Like the best person that anyone's ever met in their life. Tracy seems to really love her job. It will take Jumana nearly three years to understand why. My financial advisor and I, um, we're close. I mean, he's like family. So he would call and be like, you're spending so much money. Like, you need to chill out. And I kind of thought, okay, I'm living in LA. Like, the quality of life. Like, and you get up to take the kids to school. You stop at Starbucks. We have dogs now. Like, they're expensive. I couldn't seem to shave it off. And then, like, a couple months would pass. And he's like, dude, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) Her financial advisor, Ron, mentions a credit card from Chase. I don't have a Chase card, that's so weird. And I I was talking to Tracy about something else that day and said to her like, Ron is still on me, you know, about overspending. I gotta really figure this out. Tracy leaves, supposedly going home for the day. I wanna say like 30 minutes later, she was at my door. She just is bawling, crying, like falls to her knees apologizing, and I'm like, whoa, 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 like, what's going on with you? Tracy Hutsona is on her knees, giving a tear-soaked confession to her boss, Jumana Kid. She admits she took out a credit card in Jumana's name and racked up more than $300,000. Like, I'm, I'm so shocked right now. I don't remember being emotional if my kids were gone too, and I, it was just like a lot. Tracy tells Jumana it's all from the pressure to make more money for her struggling company. She didn't show any traits of a criminal. She really showed traits of someone who was very apologetic and, you know, hard on themselves. 
So I said, just listen, you made a mistake, but you're not a bad person. And I also knew that anytime this kind of thing happens, you don't get your money back. The person gets in trouble and then now you're out the money. So in my mind, I was kind of thinking like, and technically you could pay this back. <laughs> Jumana says she won't tell the police and gives Tracy a second chance. In retrospect, Jumana sees how Tracy expected to be forgiven. When I look back, she felt me out, you know what I mean? She knows my character. I'm definitely like empathetic to a fault. It's interesting because it worked. The next day, Tracy drafts a contract to show how committed she is to paying Jumana back. The contract basically said, Tracy has stolen from me through a credit card and I'm giving her the opportunity to pay it back. She signed it, I signed it, filed it. Tracy stays employed with Jumana. And as the months go by, she is making good on her promise. Started a tally sheet. And when I tell you she was coming with like 5,000 today, 3,000. I remember making a mental note like, wow, she, you know, I, I did not misjudge her character. Like she actually does feel bad. At this point, Jumana still hasn't done a background check on Tracy. If she had, she would have discovered Tracy's long, deep history with the law. Arrested for using a bad check to buy a car in 1994. Arrested for forgery while trying to cash stolen checks in 1995. And then arrested for trying to obtain a credit card fraudulently in 1996 while she's waiting to be sentenced for those earlier crimes. Tracy had a very long criminal history, and some of it was tough to find because she's used a number of names over the years. Tracy gets 40 months for all three convictions and is paroled in 1999. She could have walked away from the crimes of her youth, but Tracy decides to live forever young. By the mid-2000s, it doesn't seem Tracy has a criminal past at all. She looks the part of any affluent suburban mom, juggling two kids and a high-paying job. At least, that's what Lorianne Hart remembers. We were incredibly close. We were best friends. We were sisters, in a way. At that time, Lorianne is living up the street from Tracy and Tracy's first husband in the ritzy Pacific Palisades area of Los Angeles. Their sons are playground friends. She was really cool, fun, very sexy, which didn't really get me going, but <laughs> nevertheless, she just was like your best friend. Their relationship grows, even though they're not neighbors for very long. I started noticing that they were moving like every three months from one place to the next, and the next was always better than the one before. I started to wonder about that. Lorianne assumes Tracy is just moving up in her career as the VP of a staffing agency until a series of search warrants are executed. Tracy gave me a call one late afternoon. She said, they are accusing me of white collar crime and confiscated our computers and it's wrong. I thought, this has to be a mistake. This isn't the Tracy I know. We learn of the fraud schemes uh, slowly over time. 
In 2007, federal prosecutor Jeff Mitchell uncovers Tracy's lucrative scam. Despite her nearly six-figure salary, Tracy hires and onboards two employees who don't even exist. They're paid as real employees, but Tracy takes their checks. She steals about $168,000 until she's caught. The more we investigated, the more we learned about other victims, including two other staffing agencies. Fake staffing, Tracy's first scamming windfall. Over an 18-month period, she stole a little bit over half a million dollars from the three staffing companies. A lot of the money was used on vacations, high-end furniture, electronics, some plastic surgery. She pleads guilty and is out on bond, awaiting sentencing. And during that time, we eventually learned that she committed new crimes. She is accused of credit card fraud and ID theft. The victim is a divorced woman whom Tracy befriends, according to court documents. If this playbook sounds familiar, it most certainly is. And Mitchell wants Tracy's judge to know that. What I tried to show at sentencing was that there was a pattern. In 1995 and 1994, she was awaiting sentencing on two different cases. And while she was out on bond, she committed a new crime in early 1996. In our case, in 2008, she was on bond and she was out there committing new offenses. Showing Tracy's pattern of compulsive predation helps Mitchell get what he wants. More than six years behind bars for Tracy. By early 2014, she's released for good behavior. I didn't speak with her for seven years. And all of a sudden, she calls me. Tracy Hutsona is released from prison in 2014 after serving time for wire fraud, tax evasion, and identity theft. Soon after, she calls her old friend, Lorianne Hart, out of the blue. And the whole time she was in prison, I had no communication with her whatsoever. Lorianne had ended their friendship after learning about Tracy's crimes in 2008. But now Tracy needs a place to stay, telling Lorianne that the halfway house she's living in might be too dangerous. But a real danger, Lorianne says, has always been Tracy's persuasiveness and charm. She just enveloped me made me feel like I was the greatest person in the world and that she was so lucky to have me. So Lorianne sweeps away the past and gives Tracy a second chance, letting her stay temporarily in a beautiful villa she owned with her then-husband, Vince. During this time, Tracy meets her future husband, who's all over social media as much as her. Tracy met Daryl on June 1st, 2014. And I know that because it was his birthday. Daryl was gaga over her. What's not on Daryl's Facebook is his own criminal record. Caught stealing from football star and sports commentator Reggie Bush, for which he pled guilty. He had played high school football with Reggie Bush, which was a relationship that he maintained until 2010 when he was busted for stealing at least nine checks from Reggie Bush and cashing them. 
Meanwhile, Tracy seems to be back to her old tricks, trying to con a woman who trusted her. I found out that Tracy was leading a double life here. Marianne alleges Tracy attempted to break up her marriage in a scheme to live at the villa permanently. She was trying to get me to leave Vince, telling me what a terrible person he was. But I do think that she was really eyeing the villa and trying to figure out a way to get it, either through me or him. I felt totally betrayed and humiliated, and I finally asked her to leave. But Tracy doesn't make it easy. Instead of being grateful for living in this gorgeous mansion for free, she would get mad back and be rebellious. She came in to be a, a squatter in her way, and that's what she always did. Lorianne says they were once like sisters, but she never sees Tracy again after Tracy leaves. Tracy's real sister, Debbie Lindstrom, says she still hasn't spoken to her since helping prosecutors in 2008. Our family does not agree with what she's doing. Lindstrom says her very first memories of her baby sister would portend Tracy's brazen disregard for the law. She had absolutely no fear of anything, like two years old, three years old, stealing a bike from neighbor two doors down or a tricycle. My mom would run after her. She was a little Houdini. She took somebody's parents' car and went joyriding with it. You know, she was underage. And she would shoplift for things that she wanted. She also alleges that Tracy has been using credit cards fraudulently since her teens, duping even her grandmother. Though Tracy has denied all of her sister's allegations in the media. My grandmother, she was just beside herself. You know, these people were calling her, creditors were calling her night and day. That's one of the first things that she does is steal other people's identities. Lindstrom says it's not just Tracy's fearlessness that steered her into criminality. It's also her diabolical charisma. She has that gift. She's got this personality where you just want to believe her. Jumana certainly did. After forgiving Tracy for her credit card theft a year earlier, she mentions the incident to her therapist one day, describing it as no big deal. I just like, no, it is actually a really big deal. And you need to call your financial guy tomorrow morning. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I actually really made a deal with this person. I gave her my word, and that's big with me. She was like, I don't care about your word right now. Jumana finally agrees and tells her financial advisor, Ron, the whole story. Ron is furious. He scolds Jumana for not telling him sooner. Once he and I calmed down, he dove in, and I dove in. He told me what to do to dive in. But it's too late. It just unraveled. It just unraveled, like, one after the other. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. FedEx. 
Jumana pours over her financial records after learning Tracy has conned her a second time. She's overwhelmed by the sheer scale of Tracy's infiltration. It was a full-time gig. It wasn't like something she did and then didn't do. It was definitely like a morning to night thing for her. Tracy opened several accounts, all under Jumana's name. But Jumana couldn't see any of that thanks to Tracy's most startling power move. What she had done is that she signed a power of attorney. She forged it and became the main holder of the accounts and moved me to the assistant position. Tracy's now the boss. At least, that's what the banks think. So I'm online with Bank of America, and I'm telling them I want to close this, this, and that. And they said, okay, well, what about the other stuff? And I'm like, nope, that's it. That's all I have. And they're like, no, that you actually have another, you know, credit card, another checking, another savings, you know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm online. I'm looking. They're like, you're online, but you have limited access. I'm like, what? Jumana then remembers when her rental application for her daughter's college apartment was denied. So I'm like, how do you even check this credit score thing? I go on, I check, it's 400. 400? A score no landlord would go near. Usually, credit cards send fraud alerts to their customers, but Jumana never receives any. She alleges it's another masterstroke of Tracy's. She got into my laptop and my email and put alerts on keywords to go to trash. And I'm like, guys, this is like an episode of American Greed. This is big. But the wind is truly knocked out of her when she calls an account rep to check in on her kid's college savings, something she hasn't touched in years. She's like, these accounts have been active for a couple years. I think that was like the sickest I ever felt in my life. You know what I mean? I was like, what? I think the hardest part for me in all of this was I'd lost my kids' college funds, can't get my girls a college apartment. Jumana doesn't speak to Tracy this time. Instead, she springs into action. I'm a visual person, so print out every text I've ever had from her. Jumana takes a video of her investigation. It looked like a war room. Like, it definitely, you would have thought you were at Quantico. I just kind of just pasted a timeline from the day I first texted her and met her, every charge that was ever made, every post on her social media. Surprisingly, her financial advisor tells her not to go to the police. What we're going to do is we're going to hire this, these fixers, and they're going to make this airtight, and we're going to get it to the DA's desk. He was like, she's going down. That's when Jumana's financial investigators take over the case. We started to piece together what actually happened. I was told that she did a little bit of work on her own case, which is great. Their first difficult task is to separate Jumana's charges from Tracy's. Whether they're legitimate or fraudulent, can Tracy down the road claim that, you know, this was in for the benefit of Jumana? because she is her assistant, so she can use that excuse. But Tracy won't need that excuse. That's because, according to the investigators, Tracy tries to become Jumana herself. She was very good at trying to mimic 
a lot of Jumana's purchases so they wouldn't be red flags. For example, Jumana has a specific health insurance that she uses. Guess who else uses that? Tracy uses that as well. She also was using the same utility companies as Jumana. Tracy uses the same supermarket. Now, Jumana couldn't really go back like four years and remember, did I go to the supermarket or did Tracy go for me or did Tracy go on her own? And Tracy has other tricks. She kept these credit cards going so that she could use them by making the minimum payments from Jumana's accounts. Bank America was saying, well, come on, you, you paid these bills on a regular basis and they came from your account. We have no reason to believe that it's fraud. They keep combing through Tracy's social media and homeless millionaires, trying to match the charges on Jamana's personal cards to Tracy's public exploits. After three months of work, they come up with their estimate of what Tracy stole. The credit card fraud is about a million and a half, and the money just taken from the various accounts is also about a million and a half. The fraud was about $3 million. But the charges Schultz still can't get out of her head are the ones she can taste with a straw. All those pretty cocktails. Tracy was having a bachelor party in Las Vegas, and she asked Jumana to come. Jumana didn't really want to go, but she goes, lo and behold, we find out that Jumana paid for the whole thing. Like, the room was charged to her, all the everything was charged to her. And here she is saying, I'll sleep on the couch. And Tracy's using her money to pay to subsidize the whole event. That's like the irony and the sadness. Then they continued on to San Diego, and I <laughs> rented a boat. Not only was Jemina paying for her lifestyle, but she was also paying for her business. She opened um, a restaurant in San Diego called Breakfast Bitch. Breakfast Bitch, serving up brunch with a side of swear words and sass. Looking good, bitch. We had no idea it was gonna be this crazy. She was telling me like, you know, we've got this project coming. This guy approached us and wants to be an investor for a restaurant. And Jumana like subsidized that. The money for it came from Jumana's accounts. I was probably the guy, it was my money. She's such a fraud. It's like, it's actually comical she's such a fraud. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. With the help of two financial investigators, Jumana Kidd works her way through the chilling labyrinth of Tracy Hutsona's bold-faced embezzlement. There's just so many tentacles. The access she had and the way she set things up was just a little too, you know, it was more than just knowing the last four digits of my social. Jumana still remembers the college fund. When you try so hard to be a responsible adult, and, you know, and then to be in that situation, it was really hard. But that punch to the gut teaches Jumana to swing back harder. This isn't something that she's ever going to stop doing. We knew this needed to get to the DA's desk. 
Jumana flies to New York to join the investigators. We presented this case in October of 2019 to the prosecutor. They picked the Southern District of New York because Jumana's financial accounts are centered there. They keep the facts simple with a slideshow. Here's your case, it's done, it's serious. Here's Jumana, she's a lovely person. And then here's Tracy, and that's got a little bit of, you know, oomph to it. You may get a little notoriety out of it. Prosecutors take the case, but there's a setback no one could have predicted. And it makes Jumana worry if she'll ever see justice. We had to wait, because COVID hit which, you know, also put Jumana on edge because she's seeing Tracy living this lifestyle. I'm like, you stole millions from me. No one's paid me back. I don't know if it's some Libra, whatever, but like injustice is so hard for me. Not only that, Tracy is also cashing in on late night TV when her restaurant, Breakfast Bitch, bitch. gets yeah. a bite from Jimmy Fallon. You know? Anyway, the owners of the restaurant, Bacon Bitch, are suing the owners of a San Diego restaurant called Breakfast Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Experts say it could be the first case where a judge asks, uh, how do you bitches plead? Yes, a Miami restaurant called Bacon Bitch opened three years before Tracy's did. I'm Chris Bizzo, the founder and CEO of Bacon Bitch. It looks like we're here to stay because Miami loves the bacon and the bitches. Right around that second year, I knew we had something. Getting a lot of people coming in asking, can we bring this to Atlanta? Can we bring this to LA? Can we bring this to New York? One day, Bizzo gets a call from a Yelp employee asking if he's opened a franchise in San Diego. And she's like, no, no, wait a second, it's breakfast, bitch. And, uh, and I was like, all right, well, we know that happens a lot. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's your exact menu. Like the exact word for word is the menu. Bizzo's company sues Tracy for trademark infringement. But a Florida judge dismisses the suit on a technicality. And Tracy keeps on winning. When she and Daryl even open a second location in Phoenix, Arizona, where they now live. Yeah. No, I, that's definitely my restaurant over there. But one day in early 2021, more than a year after handing off her case to the Southern District, Jumana finally gets some good news. I was at that point where it's too good to be true. I'm gonna get a call and I'm gonna be like, well, we have to wait another month. You know, like, so I was like, you know, guarded, but excited. I got a call. They said that it was crazy. You know, they knew she was there. Federal agents are in Phoenix to arrest her, even though they've been told she's not in town. And then they were like, let's just drive by the restaurant one more time. And then that's when they saw her in the alley and then that's when she saw them and that's when she ran. Accused of bringing home another person's bacon. The charges, wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. Two counts that could put Tracy behind bars for 20 years. The complaint from the Southern District puts Tracy's fraud at more than one and a half million. The amount the investigators say was stolen from Jumana's bank accounts. Daryl Hutsona was not included in the indictment and did not respond to our request for comment. Tracy posts a $50,000 bond and is released from jail. 
a familiar scenario that should alarm anyone by now. If history is any indication, I expect we will see her come out with a new scheme. In May of 2021, Tracy pleads not guilty. If you were to watch her Instagram, you would think absolutely nothing was wrong. I have a personal chef. What she says in one particular post is just plain jaw-dropping. Hard work pays off, guys. Hard work pays off. Don't call on anybody. But more than a year later, in July of 2022, Tracy unexpectedly reverses course. That was somewhat of a surprise because up until that point, we heard from sources that she was going to beat it, she's going to go to trial, and then out of the blue, she took the plea. The terms of her plea agreement and why she agreed to them are not yet known. Tracy declined our request for an interview. When she leaves court after um, pleading guilty, you see, like, that evil person. I do hope that she has a very lengthy sentence simply to protect people. Jemana will see Tracy again when she delivers an impact statement at her sentencing. Though Jumana's words may help prosecutors get what they want, Jumana says they won't help Tracy get what she needs, which is a real heart. I just don't know how, how relevant it is to speak to her about a conscience. It's more than just like being a narcissist. It's like your conscience either accuses you or excuses you. And if you're the kind of person that your conscience excuses you, you'll always find a way to not feel bad. That's a serious level of person to be that way, but she's definitely in that category. Tracy Hatsona is out on bond and scheduled to be sentenced in early 2023. Stay tuned to American Greed for updates. Thanks for listening to the American Greed Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.